0: This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster. This is TLC Ninja, a podcast for teachers by teachers about classroom innovation
1: and welcome to episode 99. Can you believe it? 99. I'm so excited of uh, TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host Lisa Nowakowski. I'm a fifth grade teacher in South
0: Monterey County here in California, and I'm Nancy Minicotesi, an instructional technology coast, coach, coast in Beverly Hills, California. And just a reminder, we have a 15 minute format because ain't nobody got time for more than that. Nope. And today's
1: coffee fact is, did you know that coffee has actually helped Olympic athletes? And I don't mean just them drinking it. In 1932, Brazil couldn't afford to send its athletes to LA for the the Olympics, Olympics. So the government then loaded the athletes on a ship full of coffee, which was sold along the way to finance their trip. So excited. And today's guest is Tom Covington, and he'll be talking to us about audio in the classroom. Hi, Tom. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do.
2: Uh, My name is Tom Covington. I am a digital learning and media innovation TOSA for the Bassett Unified School District. Uh, Half my job is training teachers and students to leverage the technology in the classroom. We're rolling out a one-to-one throughout our district slowly, a year at a time. And so I go in And I backfill all the teachers with training in Office 365 and then run the students through what, you know, the power of Office 365 and kind of the email and give them their little intro for all of them. And then the other half of my job is I manage about 29 social media accounts, three for each of our sites in their district. And I'm the district webmaster. And then I produce a small podcast called Tosa Talking Tech with my partner, Mike Jeff.
1: And yes, we love your podcast. I know um, we listen to it and we encourage others to listen to it as well. Um, So you say audio in the classroom. And, you know, when we hear about that, our minds can go in so many different directions. Um, What are you specifically referring to? Uh,
2: Mostly it's about uh, formative and summative assessment type things. Um, I first started using audio in the classroom. um, I don't know, uh, probably like 2010 we, I got some iPads and we were doing some fun things with it. And I'm like, you know what I was having, I taught English and I was having a real problem with students, not proofreading their, their essays. So I would have them record their essay into the, just the voice recorder and then send that to me. And that's how I would grade it. And I would get so much um, self editing from the students when they read their actual essays out loud, because they would realize, Oh my gosh, that's not mechanically correct. Or, Oh, that word doesn't work there. And it, it, it kind of took off from there
1: well, that's fantastic. Um, I know the new LPAC test here in California for uh, second language learners um, now has the ability when they're practicing to record themselves and listen to how things are, and just like you said they're they're catching some of their mistakes and and saying, Oh wait that that didn't sound right mm-hmm. um, so it is audio is definitely very, very powerful, so how can teachers, um, you know, get started in all of this? You said you had them, you know, like reading their essays. Mm-hmm. So what devices work? Any uh, devices, any devices? Any. Okay. Yeah,
2: almost anything can work, as long as you're able to uh, either get online or have a voice recorder. Uh, all the Apple phones come with uh, voice memo already installed, so you don't have to worry about it. On the uh, Android side, there is a ton of free voice recording apps in the Play Store. And if you don't even want to go there, you can go online. If you have Chromebooks uh, to voicerecorder.com and they have a free voice recorder, so you can just start there. And the easiest way to get these, because once you record, you need a way to be able to send that audio file somewhere. And the easiest way for most of us is our drive, right? We could load it up to the drive and then share it with whomever we like. Oh, that's great. If you want to just start with whatever device a student has and their Google Drive or their student account, you're set to go.
1: Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Yes, we have uh, Chromebooks in our classrooms. And I know Mm -hmm. many, many districts have uh, Chromebooks. So that's a a great, um, great advice for there. So uh, you kind of already answered this question. Um, You know, you know, is there a lot of equipment or time or training needed? So you just said like the basics, Mm -hmm. basically, no, but what if you want to take it a little bit further?
2: So once you have something to record with and once you're comfortable or you've, you've established this into your classroom workflow, uh, there are many ways that you can uh, kind of up your audio game. The first one is honestly don't have the kids all record in one classroom. Have them go outside and like sit in the hall where it's somewhere nice and quiet or um, get little microphones that you can plug into uh, your Chromebook or the student device and they can share those around. Something as easy as uh, a microphone like that will up the audio experience uh, almost tenfold. And then if you start thinking about where your students are recording and, and kind of quieting the room so that that recording comes through a little bit better, um, egg crate in a cart, you know, you, you, you stuff a cart, uh, carton with egg crate around it. You put your microphone in there and then your student speaks into it. It's like a little mini recording studio for them. Easy to carry around, easy for students to switch out. Um, if you're going to do something a little bit more elaborate, I have two, uh, of my schools in my district doing, uh, Well, one's doing a podcast and then the other one is doing, um, a video pro. So, I mean, it from something small, like I'm going to read these essays out loud to producing a a news run podcast for a school district. It it wasn't a big leap for them once they started being comfortable with the audio.
1: Oh, that's great. So, um, you know, I've tried doing podcasting in the classroom. I haven't really Mm -hmm. gotten it up and running this year, uh, various reasons. Um, What advice do you have for teachers? So this is kind of like selfish for me. Um, What advice do you have for teachers to, you know, how do you structure that to get into like the podcasting business for kids?
2: Um, I I ran, I run both of those uh, student podcasts and video casts through the journalism programs. It was just easy. Um, My wife teaches the journalism at the high school that I go and I'm like, Hey, you guys don't have an online print newspaper anymore. Um, Would you like to maybe move that to an audio version? because I have a bunch of equipment and you guys have a need. So it was an easy fit. (laughs) Um, At the middle school, they had a little bit of a grant and they have like an iPad and um, a microphone. And I was like, hey, you can run your news off of that. So we've kind of cobbled things together. First, we got a green screen so they can change their background. Uh, Then we got uh, lavalier mics for them so that it's a little bit better, cleaner audio. And then uh, I have another iPad that I use when I do video production for a teleprompter. And so they're all excited about that because they get to, you know, like professional newscasts, they're looking at the, the camera and they can see the, the text. So it's, it's fun for them. But go where you think you're, you're uh, it's an easy fit. Like I was in English, it was an easy fit for me to do um, poetry recitals. I was doing AP Lit and it's all about poetry. So we would do poetry recitations and then analysis would follow that and it would all be done audio. And when I had six or eight kids doing that at a time, then they could share that with everybody else. And all of a sudden, um, they have eight or 10 different poems that have been analyzed and they've shared it. And it kind of cuts the work down. And with AP, it's all about crunch time and and getting as many in as you can before the test. And that was uh, helpful that way
1: the test. Um, I think we all have, uh, you know, things that we need to do before the test, you know, whether it's AP or Mm -hmm. state testing and things like that. Um, That's really great. Do you have any other um, advice or anything? So uh, for teachers, um, specifically, maybe like, how do you talk to AP teachers who say that, you know, everything has to be written?
2: Um, I, I would start small have them do one or two. Um, it was out of necessity for me, uh, that I started doing like audio slash video, uh, because like I said, we were running out of time. If you put it as either um, a multiplier or a, or a time saver, a lot of AP teachers like that. I was able to branch out to some of my other teachers. Um, EL students, it's perfect. They can, they can practice their, uh, they're reading, they're speaking, their diction, all that stuff, it's easy to go ahead and do that. And a lot of them will self edit at that as well, because once they hear themselves played back, it's, it starts to sink in a little bit more. But adapt something that a teacher's already doing in class to an audio format to see if it really saves time, to see if it, there's an added benefit to it. Um, like I said, we started with like poetry analysis. And by the end of the, when I came out of the classroom, we were doing full Shakespearean plays, groups at a time. Um, on audio format. My kids were just reading and then they would analyze whatever it was in there, but they really got into the audio drama and they were able to better understand character and intention and feeling and characterization because of immersing themselves kind of in in the world. So it benefited, the students loved it and they always asked to do more of it.
1: I love that. Anytime that we can bring things in that A, make our lives easier, like most teachers are on board for, like nobody's Mm -hmm. signing up for a more difficult life, Um, and B, if it helps out the kids and they can hear and they can improve, whether it's um, their writing skills or their speaking skills or whatever it is, I think that's so powerful. Um, So do you have any final words for us and our listeners?
2: uh, congratulations for reaching episode 99. Uh, I love listening to the show. I like your format. It's nice. It's uh, concise. And I know that, uh, I know exactly where I can fit it in my day because it always follows the same time format. So I like that there. We kind of wander every once in a while. And so having a nice structured format like that is, is nice to be able to sit down and be like, all right, I got 15 minutes. Let's do this. So congratulations on, on reaching episode 99. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. I can't wait to hear episode 100.
1: Well, thank you so much. And we are very excited about episode 100. Um, as you know, um, mm-hmm. our listeners might not know, uh, we are going to be recording episode 100 at Spring Cue in Palm Springs in a few weeks. So we're super excited about that. And we're, we have some guests signed up for that. Um, so, um, Yeah. And we would like to thank our listeners for listening, and if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. Tonight's comment question is, have you dabbled with audio in the classroom, and what has your experience been? So join us on Wednesday, April 1st, April Fool's, which is very fitting for us, <laughs> when we will be celebrating <laughs> um, our very special episode of 100. 100.
0: Yes. We're so excited about that. And, uh, Tom, I know you said you loved our format, but we might go over 15 minutes on that one.
2: Just oh, saying, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> Before- one, right? <laughs> but we're, we're so excited. I, I'm still pinching myself. So, um, anyway, uh, to our listeners, please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you like the show, and of course you do, please rate and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. It helps people to find us. We are always looking for guests to share the great things they are doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill, or perhaps you'd like to be a guest yourself, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on April Fool's Day for our 100th episode. Yay!